there was enough power in God's spoken word from the very beginning. Uh, Genesis 1-3 said, then God said, let there be light. And so from the very beginning of time, that was God's method of creation, amen, was to speak. And uh, his word was had enough power in it to create everything that we've ever seen, amen. I was thinking about my iPhone and, um, you know, everything that's inside this iPhone inside and out, all of these elements, all these materials, they've been on the earth since the day God said, right? Now, man has obviously, through God's wisdom, uh, you know, put them together and, and combined materials and, 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 and had the wisdom to, how the heck does this thing work, right? Uh, to, to put this together and make it work. But everything that's in here, there's nothing new here, right? It's all been here since the very beginning. Everything that's in this phone was here from the day God said, let there be, amen? And so his word had enough power when he said it to create everything and anything that's ever been on this earth, amen? And it's all been here since the very beginning. I had this thought the other day, and I was like, wow, all the gold, like there's no new gold on the earth. It was all created the day God said, let there be. Isn't that awesome thought? Amen. Like, and we haven't like shot it out into outer space. So all the gold we read about, uh, you know, that Solomon uh, had and, and all these different kings, you know, brought these things. To, all those things have been here from the beginning, and they're all still here. Isn't that an awesome thought? God's word is powerful, amen? And uh, there's enough power in his word when you and I speak it. His word is more powerful than any circumstance, any situation, any mountain that we're facing, amen? And um, the same word that created everything that we've seen, we have that word today. We can speak it over our life Anything in our lives that does not line up with his written word, anything in our lives that does not line up with his will, we know his word is his will, anything that does not line up with his word is subject to change through his word and by the power of his word. Amen? Uh, on uh, Grace had a little friend over this weekend. Oh, you saw her on Sunday. Well, they went home Sunday and... Um, well, Saturday night is when it started. I was in my office uh, preparing for the message on Sunday, and her little friend comes in, and she goes, look, Mr. Peter, look what I found. And she whoom, flops out seven toads on my desk, right? <laughs> so it was awesome. I was like, oh, wash your hands. Have, and she's like, oh, they all peed already. It's okay. It's like, good. <clears throat> Ten minutes later, they're on the couch, you know, running all over. And Kelly's like, they're going to pee. Pick them up. So... Um, well, Monday, and they were, the little girls were, you know, in the woods and just, you know, having a great time together all weekend. Well, Monday morning, uh, Kelly uh, uh, comes to me. She says, Grace has a terrible rash, okay? Now, <clears throat> my wife is amazing, but, like, when she says something's terrible, you know, well, let's take spiders, for instance. There's a giant spider in the kitchen, Right? <laughs> right? You want to make her mad, don't go get a spider when she's seen a spider. It happened yesterday. Dom's no, kidding. But so she said terrible rash. And I was thinking, yeah, she's got a little spot on her leg or something, right? And so uh, I went, went in there and, and saw, <coughs> excuse me, Grace's legs. And she had, I mean, like crazy rash, like all over her legs. Uh, it was 
palms of her hands. I mean, it was like all over. Like it looked crazy. And I was like, this is a problem, right? And so, but we laid hands on her. We said, Father, we thank you that grace is healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Then we went to the, uh, she took her to the doctor Monday afternoon, right? Thank God for wisdom that doctors have, right? And the doctor said, well, there's really nothing we can do. We really, they didn't really, couldn't identify it. It wasn't poison ivy or anything. It, yeah, yeah. Basically, the only report that the doctor said is that, well, give her Benadryl, but it'll probably get worse before it gets better, right? And she already looked like a checkerboard. Well, today she woke up after we had spoken the word over her and thank God for her healing, and her skin is completely cleared up. Amen? His word has sufficient power to change circumstances that don't line up with his will. Amen? And I'm going to give you several testimonies about our family, and this is in no effort to do this, but more of an effort to give him all the glory. Amen? And just some different things that we've done over the years that we've seen his word work in our life. Our kids, to our knowledge, have never had a bad dream. There's the 18-year-old in, the in the back row. And um, from 18 down to 8, we cannot remember one time that any of them ever came in our room at night and said, I had a bad dream. You know, I had a nightmare. Not one time. Now, we've done some things. We, we don't watch scary movies. You know, if, if an advertisement for a scary movie comes on the TV, we'll flip the channel, you know, so we don't let those things in the door. If you don't want fear in your house, don't like open up the door and let it in. Hey, I'd love to be freaked out and scared. Come on in. No, we don't. Right. Fear is not of God. Right. So, so we've never watched those types of movies as a family, but, but from the day you know, they were very young and, and, and we have always prayed. We pray over them at night, not every night, but you know, we would pray over, over, at, over them at night and we just thank you Lord for a peaceful, restful night's sleep in Jesus name. Amen. Never had a bad dream. You ever had a bad dream? There he goes. He's shaking his head. Good. Um, $5 if anyone can get him to talk tonight. Okay. No. Everybody say there's power in the word. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. I have uh, a lot of scriptures I'm going to share with you tonight. We're talking about the living word of God, and uh, there's enough power in this word that it can change any circumstance or situation in our life that does not line up with God's perfect will. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, I love this prayer that Jesus prayed. He said, Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what's happening in heaven? Things are good. Is there poverty in heaven? No. So it's God's will that there not be poverty on earth. Is there sickness in heaven? No. So it's God's will that there not be sickness on earth, in your family, in your body. Amen? Things are good in heaven, right? They're so good, they're paving the streets with gold. That's pretty cool right? We have rings made of gold. They have streets made of gold, right? That's pretty cool. Things are good. And Jesus said, your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Amen? So I think we can get this picture of heaven. We can know that things are good, and we can have confidence that that's God's will for the earth. Amen? And in our family. Will we have challenges? 
And will mountains get in our way? Yes, for sure, all the time. But we have sufficient power in the word to speak to those mountains and they'll be gone. Amen. Psalm 1989 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You established the earth, and it abides. You know, David wrote that, and the same David that wrote that is, was the one who faced Goliath as a young man, right? In 1 Samuel chapter 17, everyone else uh, had lost faith. No one else was remembering the promises of God. And this young guy comes out and he says, we're fighting against people that don't have a covenant with God. We have a covenant. He says, this day I will take this guy out. God will deliver us. Amen. And so David comes out. He speaks God's word. And then we see God come through for him. Amen. Everybody say God's word word. has sufficient power. To change my circumstances. Amen. We just need to be faithful to speak his word. Circumstances and situations are below the word. They're subject to the word. Because God's word created everything. Amen. Therefore, anything that we're facing is subject to change through his word. Amen. Jesus is the word of God made flesh. Uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. And then look how it switches to He. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. I ran out of space on my paper. John 1. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And then verse 14. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Amen. Jesus was the word of God made flesh and uh, walked on the earth. And then Colossians chapter 1 Verses 15 through 19. Colossians 1, 15 through 19 says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in Jesus all the fullness should dwell. Amen? And then Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 says, God, who at various times and in uh, various ways spoke in time past, I'm sorry, on the computer, 
that I didn't give you the right one there, this next one. But Hebrews uh, chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom he also made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word. Everybody say word upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high in second corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 2 Corinthians 4, 6 said, It is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus was the Word in the very beginning. All things were made by Him, through Him, for Him. In Him all things consist. He's upholding all things by the Word of His power. He was the Word made flesh. Amen? So as we read the Word, as we abide in the Word, that same Jesus, that same power and anointing that He walked in on the earth, you and I have that same ability, that same power to speak forth that same Word and see the same results that He saw. Amen? But what about that one time I spoke the word and nothing happened, right? How many of you have heard the testimony of my brother and how I prayed for him? Ah, lots of you haven't. So in 1988, when I went to college, I wrote, I wrote this, I found a uh, prayer book. And um, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, five brothers and sisters, and uh, we were all serving God. But my brother at a young age just decided to, uh, to go a different direction. And so... Um, uh, he had not not really served God his whole life, and uh, uh, he was in a secular band, and uh, um, just doing a lot of crazy things in life, right? Like you do when you're not serving God. And um, he, uh, I started praying for him in 1988, and uh, I had this prayer that I taped in uh, the front of uh, another Bible, and I put his name in there, and it basically it was uh, from one of our prayers that avail much books, and it just said, Father, in Jesus' name. I call Greg out of darkness and into your glorious light. And then I just spoke that prayer over him all the time from the time I was a uh, freshman in college and uh, just continued to, to thank God that God would grab a hold of his heart and rescue him. Amen. And uh, Greg started smoking when he was 13 years old and uh, um, had smoked his whole life. Uh, uh, he was good at, I mean, it was like an art form, right? He was just really good at it. And um, all of our family get-togethers, you know, uh, no one was critical or condemning or looked down on him because he was smoking. And nobody said, you're going to hell because you're smoking. You just smell like you already been there. No, we never said that. <laughs> but... Um, but, you know, during family get-togethers, you know, he would go out, you know, once an hour and come back and smell like smoke. And, and, and it just, for me, it hurt because I knew he was cutting his life short, right? And, and, and I knew he wanted to be free. He had tried several different programs, tried to get free over the years, and nothing really worked for him. And um, I wasn't planning on sharing this testimony, but I just wanted to encourage you with it that the Word of God works. Amen? And uh, when you pray that first time, when we speak that word, we, it's like a, uh, 
uh, shared a couple years ago. It's like a fishing pole, you know, and you send it out and that hook, the first time we pray, that hook grabs into that thing that we spoke. Amen. And that we may not see it immediately, but every time we pray and we thank God that he's heard our prayer, we reel it in a little closer. Amen. Sometimes we'll see immediate results, but sometimes it takes some time, right? And so sometimes uh, taking maybe a little bit more time can give God more glory and the miracle becomes even bigger. Amen. Well, I prayed for my brother for 12 years and, uh, um, and, and just continued to thank God that he would... Uh, touch his heart, right? I always pictured somebody else doing it, <laughs> right? I kept praying, God, send laborers across his path, right? Well, um, it was probably 2000 uh, or 14 here. I don't know. It's been some years, right? It's probably been 2007 or something like that, right? One evening, uh, or my brother had called me on a, like a uh, Friday, in the afternoon and his business was struggling and uh, I was in banking. And so he thought that I could, his bank was putting some pressure on him. And so he thought I could help him. And so he called me and he said, can you come up and look at my books and uh, help me find a way out of this, this mess that he owned a uh, sheet metal business. And, uh, and I said, definitely a helping, you know, whatever we can do to help. And so uh, we, we said we'd get together Saturday morning. Well, that, that Friday night, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night, and I felt like God said in my heart, I'm going to do the thing that you've been believing for in Greg's life. And so the Lord told me to share with him Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, verse 1, uh, which is not normally a scripture that you would share with someone, you know, to talk about God's love for them or God's goodness and God's plan for their life. And <clears throat> But um, so I, I got to Greg's shop that Saturday morning, drove up there. And uh, he was smoking when I walked in. And I just remember that because he had it under his lip right here. And he had an ash about this long hanging there, right? And his shop, his shop smelled like smoke. And I, and I was like, ah, I'm going to go take a shower after I leave here. But um, so we went in and we sat down at his desk and we looked at his financial statements for a while. And it didn't appear to be a way out, right? He, he owed more. Uh, his payables were more than his receivables, and there was more money going out the door than was coming in, and so he was in a desperate situation, and, uh, but then I told him, I said, Greg, I've been praying for you for a long time, and I said, last night, I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but last night, the Lord woke me up in the middle of the night, and I feel like I'm supposed to share this, this word with you, and so I handed him my Bible, and I said, will you read it, and so he took my Bible, and he opened up to Deuteronomy 28.1. And, and he started reading, and he read it out loud, and he said, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey. He got to the word obey, and he started trembling, and the power of the Holy Spirit filled that room, and uh, that was the last cigarette he ever smoked in his life. And he'd been smoking since it went from age 13 up to age, this was like 47, like three, three and a half packs a day. And, uh, and so he was instantly delivered of that habit. Amen. I put one hand on his chest and I had never really prayed for anyone. No, check this out. Pastor Pam asked me to come down one time, like just previous to that. And she was praying at the altar for people. And when Pastor Pam prays at the altar, something happens, right? It's like, yeah, I want Pastor Pam to pray for me. I want to be free. Someone said, what about those women preachers, right? Well, well, I don't know about women preachers, but when I went to Victory Christian Center, this little power pack, she put hands on me and I've never been the same, right? I had problems in my life and she prayed for me and they, 
I was released and set free. Amen? Amen. After a long time on the floor <laughs> of crying and howling almost. It wasn't, she goes, I don't know what that was, but I'm glad it's done. I say, amen. I said, I was bad as a young person. That's what that was. So I, she, they had asked me to come down and pray for some people. And I came down and I was going to pray for this lady. And she goes, oh, no, I need Pastor Pam. I said, well, that's a confidence booster. Thanks. Amen. So anyway, so I hadn't done a lot of that, right? And so I had my, my front, my, my right hand on Greg's chest and my back hand on his back. And, you know, he didn't, he certainly had not been around praying in the spirit, praying in tongues much, but man, we just let it rip, right? And I prayed for him and uh, the power of God showed up. He trembled and cried and it was amazing. And uh, he, and, and he knew something had happened. Amen. And uh, uh, he continued to play in the secular band, um, but, uh, but he got in a different one. And instead of, it was a better band. So, like, instead of, like, you know, playing in Chicago till 3 a.m., he was playing on the courthouse lawn. I mean, that type of thing. And so uh, things began to change. He joined the praise band at church. Uh, they got involved in a local church, and uh, it was awesome to see what God had done. But it took 12 years. So I just want to encourage you, there's power in the word, and sometimes we'll see it happen immediately, but other times we've set the hook, and so every time we pray, we're reeling it closer. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, when Jesus prayed on the one person, he spit on the mud, rubbed it in his eyes. He asked him, he said, what do you see? He says, I see people look, walking around, but they look like trees. And so Jesus did it again, rubbed in his eyes again, and then he could see. So it took more than once. Amen? Amazing. Hallelujah. Everybody say, there's power. In the, word, in the word to change my circumstances, change my circumstances. amen <laughs> the book of second uh, corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says while we do not look at the things which are seen but we look at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal amen when you and I speak the word of God, power goes out of our mouth to accomplish what we send it to do. Proverbs 18, 21. There's the power of life or death is in the tongue. So when you and I speak, there's one of two things coming out. There's, there's either life coming out or there's death coming out. So we can either look for, um, what do you call it when you want people to feel sorry for you? Pity, yeah, empathy, yeah. I <laughs> want oh, somebody to feel sorry for So we can either like describe our circumstances because we want people to feel sorry for us, or we can get our shoulders back and not be victims and be victors and speak life out of our mouth so we can allow God's word to go forth and change circumstances and change situations. Amen? Boy, one thing we can always be confident in, that if we have family or we have people that we care about that are lost in darkness, it is God's will that they be set free. Amen. We can have a lot of confidence that when we pray for people, it's God's will. He hears that prayer and the hook is set. And every time we pray and we thank God, he is doing a work. Amen. And uh, there will be a difference made. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is living and it is active. Amen. Here's a scripture that uh, we wouldn't normally look at, but Revela Revelations chapter 19 verses 11 through 15. 
Revelation 19, 11 through 15. It says, now, now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes wars. Uh, his eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Ha <laughs> ha. Amen. Everybody say, there's power, power. in the Word. Hallelujah. And then verse 15 says, Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. You know, the word is so wonderful because testimonies on a Wednesday night... Um, from someone who's sharing will encourage us, right? A testimony of something God has done in somebody else's life can encourage us, can propel us forward, can give us a heart for God, but it's God's word that will sustain us, amen? It's God's word that makes it our own testimony, amen? Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. And then Joshua 1.8, a scripture we're all familiar with, Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. I think it's awesome that he says, he'll not do it for us, says, you meditate in this word, then you will make your way prosperous because you're going to have the wisdom and the direction and the insight to be able to do it. Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen? And then Psalm 119, 105. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word, Lord, is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path. Amen. So his word acts daily uh, as a lamp onto our feet, showing us where to step. But then it's also a light onto our path that illuminates things in the future. Amen. So not only showing us the next step to take, it's a lamp onto our feet, but it's also a light onto our path, showing us and illuminating things in the future pitfalls in the road, which direction to take, his word makes it clear. I don't know about you, but I'm two different people. I'm either in the word or I'm not in the word. I'm either full of love and power and grace in the word. Lisa, you're probably different. You're probably all the time, but I'm not. I need the word. Amen. Oh, I need his word. Two people. It's not ugly. Sometimes my wife will say, have you been in the Word? Because you're not acting like it. Sure doesn't seem like it. Amen. Everybody say, I'm a victor. I'm not a victim. God needs you and I to be strong in this earth. Amen. 
I think sometimes we start praying and believing for big things and, and maybe start feeling guilty. Am I believing or thinking or praying for too much? But no, we're on God's team. He's on our team. He needs you and I to implement his will and his word into the earth. He needs us speaking forth big things into this earth so he can do big things. Amen. If he's going to do it, he's going to do it through you and through me. Amen. He's given us the keys. He needs to hear us speak his word into the earth so that he can manifest his heavenly will on the earth. By speaking God's word, he will manifest his will. And we will manifest his will on earth just as it is in heaven. And I'll wrap it up with this. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 8. Matthew 8, 8. The centurion answered and he said, Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm sorry, let me back up a couple of scriptures. Start in verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to Jesus pleading with him, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed. He's dreadfully tormented. I think we have same situations going on today. He's paralyzed. He's dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, he said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and he said to uh, Jesus, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. You and I probably feel the same way. At least I do most of the time. Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And then verse 13, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed... So it shall be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Jesus said he had not seen such great faith. What type of faith had this man demonstrated? He had demonstrated faith in the word. Amen. He said to Jesus, you speak a word and it's done. Jesus said, that's the kind of faith we need. He said, that, that's faith right there. Have faith in the word. Amen. Have faith in the spoken word. Have faith when you speak it. When I speak it, we'll see it happen. Amen. And then... Uh, Matthew 8, 16, when evening had come, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a, he cast out the spirits with a word, amen, and he healed all who were sick. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall accomplish. It sh- so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to my- me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen? Whatever circumstances, whatever situations, whatever things we face on a daily basis, there's enough power in God's word. There was enough power there to create everything that's ever been created. He did it by his word. We have the same word. It's in our heart. We can speak it and we can see his power go forth and change any situation or circumstance in our life that doesn't line up with that word. Amen. Believe it. Everybody say, I believe it. it. I'm going to see it. 
God's Word has great power. Enough power to change anything and everything in my life that doesn't line up with His Word and His will. In Jesus' name, amen. hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and challenged in your walk with Jesus. If you need prayer for situations in your life, we encourage you to email us at prayer at victorylafayette.org or call our offices at 765-447-7777. If you desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or if you've drifted away from the relationship you once had, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. Today, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I receive the forgiveness for all my sins. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you come into my life and empower me to live a victorious life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.